It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. What forms of control can we or should we expect from those that pull the levers from behind the curtain, those that wield power, now that they can no longer manage populations that are starting to awaken to what has been and what is being done to them? Biosphere collapse has beat the controllers to the intersection, and they're now more desperate and dangerous than ever before. Distracting, polarizing, dividing, and fragmenting societies is part of the game plan as power structure strategies are being carried out. Consider the following timeless quote. A nation can survive its fools and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. An enemy at the gates is less formidable, for he is known and he carries his banners openly against the city. But the traitor moves among those within the gates freely, his sly whispers rustling through all the alleys, heard in the very halls of government itself, for the traitor appears not to be a traitor. He speaks in the accents familiar to his victims. He wears their face and their garments, and he appeals to the baseness that lies deep in the hearts of all men. He rots the soul of a nation. He works secretly and unknown in the night to undermine the pillars of the city. He infects the body politic so that it can no longer resist. A murderer is less to be feared. This quote is attributed to the Stoic philosopher Cicero from over 2,000 years ago, though now Snopes fact-checkers deny it. You decide. But its origin matters not. It is accurate. In addition to the CB-19 scenario, our power structures all over the world colluding and cooperating with the climate engineering operations that are creating climate chaos and crushing crop production all around the planet. Stay tuned. Here's another timeless statement that relates directly to our current predicament. This one from Mark Twain, who said, The offspring of riches are pride, vanity, ostentation, arrogance, and tyranny. Self-serving tyranny, like a malignant cancer that's metastasized throughout the whole of industrialized, militarized society. A prominent professor from MIT recently stated this, quote, I fear imminent human extinction. For the record, such a conclusion is not just a fear, it's a mathematical certainty. Short of a complete course correction by the human race, starting with exposing and halting the human race's intentional intervention in the planet's life support systems, i.e. climate engineering, weather warfare operations, which due to the many related ramifications are the greatest and most immediate threat we face, short of nuclear cataclysm. From last week, this report, Biden nominee called for population control to protect the environment. She stated we must breed fewer consuming humans. That's the end of the headline report. Tracy Stone Manning, President Biden's nominee to lead the Bureau of Land Management, the BLM, argued in her graduate thesis that Americans need to engage in population control to protect the environment. Is she correct in her assessment? Yes. How many are willing to summon the courage to face that truth? This conclusion, however unpleasant, however unwanted, is mathematically and statistically inarguable. When the environment dies, when the planet's life support systems fail, we die, all of us. What part are those in power playing in this entire equation, which is about to get real? It's total delusion to believe that perpetual growth is possible on a finite planet with finite resources. This is true now more than ever before as the planet's life support systems, again, unravel by the day, with climate intervention operations further fueling the entire scenario. 
But here's the bottom line question that must be asked and answered in response to the conclusions of Biden's new nominee. Do those in power have the right to decide who will live and who will die? Let's go further. Do those in power themselves believe they have this right, the right to decide who lives and who dies? What do you think? How crystal clear can history be on this particular point? Next, this question. Given the fact that environments are collapsing all over the world, terrestrial and aquatic, which translates to the planet's failing ability to produce enough food for the human race, not to mention the accelerating collapse of the entire web of life, given the fundamental facts just presented, is it rational to believe that those in power, i.e. the global controllers, are completely committed to protecting the health and welfare of the populations so that populations can continue proliferating unchecked until there's absolutely nothing left. Is such a conclusion even remotely rational? Answer, no. Any such conclusion would defy logic and deductive reasoning, not to mention a mountain of verifiable data to the contrary. The controllers are those who print the money, those who control militaries, thus entire countries, thus government agencies, the medical industrial complex, the media, all of it. They control the narrative. They, the controllers, the money printers, tell the so-called experts what will be considered the truth and what won't. They dictate to populations what they are to believe reality is and what it isn't. Will the global epidemic of Stockholm Syndrome continue to dictate the behavior of the majority population as the collapse of civilization unfolds? Will the shocking conclusions of the Milgram experiments continue to play out within the ranks of society? And for those that are unfamiliar with the Milgram experiments, please investigate. Those experiments prove that the majority of individuals will do whatever they're told, even inflicting potentially deadly harm to another, to an innocent human being, if they believe someone in authority is telling them to do so. Where's honor? Where's virtue? Where's morality? Moral bankruptcy rules the day, from climate engineering operations to CV-19, to the endless list of crimes still unacknowledged or accounted for. But to those that feel all the blame should be borne by the clinically insane that rule the world, never forget. Those in power could not do what they are doing without the active or passive support of the majority global population. On the subject of tyrants in power, Last week, from multiple sources, this headline, Philippines president states, quote, you choose COVID vaccine or I'll have you jailed, end quote. The Philippine president stated he is, quote, exasperated by reports of, quote, vaccine hesitancy in the capital. This is just a snapshot of what's coming for us all. If the controllers are left unchecked, put the puzzle pieces together. The party's over. The power structure is playing their cards. Those that are still clinging to the delusion that their lives will magically go back to what they were if they just do whatever they're told by the controllers, time to wake up. Total collapse is here. If you think it's rough now, what's coming will make our current challenges look like a day in an amusement park. But for the moment, the majority remain distracted by the scripted political circus and the mainstream media talking heads that push it. How many take the time to notice that whenever a power structure actor from either political party makes a public statement, the background is filled with slack-jawed power structure minions with blank stares on their faces? Welcome to the Planetary Asylum. You're listening to the commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour, the bad news broadcast that addresses what none of us wish was so, but that we need to know if we're to have any chance of navigating the gauntlet of converging catastrophes that's closing in on all of us by the day. This news hour is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org. Our mission is to sound the alarm on the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face, all of which are connected. From the climate engineering operations in our skies to the ongoing and ever-evolving CV-19 script, 
all is interwoven with the same core of global power pulling the strings from behind the curtain. As of today, the commercial free global alert news hour is now on the air with AM and FM stations in the northernmost regions of California, also in Sacramento, San Francisco, San Diego, and in other states, Portland, Oregon, Eastern Washington State, Denver, Colorado, San Antonio, Texas, Cincinnati, Ohio, Chicago, Illinois, Birmingham, Alabama, and Tampa, Florida. My deepest thanks to those that have helped with this critical effort to sound the alarm. They know who they are. Let's examine some pieces of the puzzle. Headlines from last week. This first entry is particularly close to home for me as I watch the death of formerly thriving forests that surround my Northern California off-grid home. Here's the headline. A, quote, heat dome and drought are threatening, or should we say scheduled, to ignite the West. Stay tuned for more. For those that have not yet taken the time to investigate the extreme weather contrasts that continue in the continental U.S., while the U.S. West is yet again scheduled to bake and burn, the southern and eastern U.S. is scheduled for a far below normal temperature scenario with yet more moisture. Great conditions for new CV-19 variants to spread in those uncooperative vaccine-hesitant populations. Just a coincidence, I'm sure. Another related fun fact that I'm sure is also just a coincidence. The world's second most recognized climate engineer, Dr. Ken Caldera, who stated what he did for the U.S. Department of Defense was to design pathogens to spray into clouds to infect the populations below. Guess who he works for now? As I've stated on previous broadcasts, none other than Mr. Bill Gates. Again, for the record, statistically the most anomalously less warm region in the entire world for the last nine years straight is the eastern half of the continental U.S. 48 states, the most populated region of the U.S. Just an act of nature? These temperatures? You decide. Next headline. World Health Organization states children should not be vaccinated for the moment, in quote. Research that for yourself. I'm quoting the headline from multiple major sources. Another headline. Mexico City shuts down classes again as another COVID-19 infection wave hits. Next headline. Again, all these from last week. Fully vaccinated Israelis may be forced to quarantine after exposure to, quote, Delta variant. The fun never stops in the asylum, does it? The fires just keep getting stoked. It all reads like a Hollywood script. Another headline. Let's continue with this theme. California rolls out digital vaccine verification. The headline then states, but don't call it a passport. Sleight of hand. We all know where this is headed. Another headline. Royal Caribbean Cruises postpones cruise after eight of its vaccinated crew members test positive for CV-19. More on that subject. Another headline from last week. Hundreds of vaccinated Indonesian health workers get COVID-19. Dozens in hospital. How's that all working out? How many have taken the time to actually investigate instead of just feeding from the official trough of total disinformation? It's time to look for ourselves. We have a sense of reason for a reason. We are required to investigate what we do while we're here. Another headline, how a respected pediatrician lost his medical license because he supported informed consent. You're not allowed to ask questions. Not anymore. Same theme. Fifth Moderna executive joins Moderna Billionaire Club as stock price soars despite growing number of injury reports. I headline from multiple sources as well. Simply quoting the headlines from last week. Please investigate them for yourself. Decide for yourself where these puzzle pieces fit into the bigger picture. From multiple sources last week. 
dangerous pathogens found on children's face masks. From that report, a group of parents in Gainesville, Florida, sent six face masks to a lab at the University of Florida requesting an analysis of contaminants found on the masks after they had been worn. The resulting report found that five of the six masks were contaminated with bacteria, parasites, fungi, including three with dangerous pathogenic pneumonia-causing bacteria. Additional, less dangerous pathogens were also identified, including pathogens that can cause fever, ulcers, acne, yeast infections, strep throat, and periodontal disease. Not much mainstream media coverage of that kind of story, is there? Another headline from last week, FDA issues Class 1 product recall of COVID nasal tests, stating that they are showing inaccurate false positives. I wonder how long that's been going on. You decide. But it can't be that bad, can it? All the big pharma meds we've been using all along are safe, right? Not so much. From last week, this from an attorney's group. Those diagnosed with certain forms of cancer after using the heartburn medication Zantac may be entitled to compensation. But the article then states, amazingly, don't stop taking a prescribed medication without first consulting with your doctor, even if it's causing cancer. Don't stop taking it unless you talk to your doctor. Discontinuing a prescribed medication without your doctor's advice can result in injury or death. Don't do anything without the so-called expert's approval. And how's that going so far? It states the drugs described on this page remain approved, including Zantac, by the United States Food and Drug Administration, even though it's now proven to cause cancer in every organ in the body. We live in an asylum. And even with glyphosate in the Roundup pesticide and the Paraquat pesticide, both still on the store shelf in spite of conclusive proof that they are both causing cancer at a massive scale. Here's some recommended reading for those that are willing to further investigate the criminals that are running the asylum. The book is titled Deadly Medicines and Organized Crime. Summary, the book documents activities by major pharmaceutical companies that include corruption, fraud, bribery, and omission of data to market their products. While all drugs have side effects, not all have benefits. The influx of money by pharma undercuts regulation, education, and scientific integrity. Should that be any surprise? The best science money can buy to tell us that it's all safe and effective, even when it's anything but. Another headline, CDC finds, quote, likely link between heart inflammation and Pfizer-Moderna COVID vaccines. From that report, during today's meeting, members of a CDC advisory committee acknowledged 1,200 cases of heart inflammation in 16 to 24-year-olds and said that the mRNA COVID vaccines should carry a warning statement. The report further states this, quote, physicians and other public commenters accused the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, of exaggerating the risk to young people of COVID and minimizing the risk to young people from the vaccines. Should any of that come as any surprise? That's exactly what the report states. Let's branch out now to headlines from the military-industrial complex. With the 4th of July on the horizon, I'm sure all our veterans are being well taken care of, right? Not so much. Over 30,000 U.S. veterans of post-9-11 wars have killed themselves since 2001. From that report, new research released Monday shows that post-9-11 wars launched by the U.S. military since 2001 have resulted in over 30,000 suicides by active duty soldiers and veterans, over four times the number killed in combat operations. For the record, the events of 9-11 provided the military-industrial complex with the license they needed to take whatever resources they wanted from whatever countries that had it. Connect the dots. On the subject of collapsing buildings, why did the Florida condo building collapse? 
Who was in it? One thing we can be sure of, power structure controlled mainstream media will never provide the truth. Just like the Building 7 freefall collapse on 9-11, the third high-rise to collapse on 9-11 that never got hit by anything. How many self-proclaimed patriotic Americans have taken the time to view the seven-second collapse of this third World Trade Center high-rise that the so-called 9-11 Investigation Commission never even mentioned in their report? For the record, there's now a peer-reviewed science study that conclusively proves WTC Building 7 was brought down by controlled demolitions. No one cares. Flag-waving, self-proclaimed patriotic Americans don't care. How long is the list of ongoing crimes and atrocities being carried out by the controllers? And I'm sad to say that the vast majority, even now, don't care about that either. Most are fully focused on the bread and circus, but not for much longer. Buckle up. Impact is imminent. And on that note, this headline from last week, mysterious disease is blinding and killing hundreds of birds in D.C. area. The report states this, that the die-off is, quote, truly scary, and that, quote, we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Every day we see more and more dead birds. Another headline last week, new epidemic of black fungus is sweeping across India. Wonder where that came from. And keep in mind, atmospheric particulates are platforms for fungal proliferation everywhere. And it is much more widespread than this headline or many others allude to. Last week from NBC News, U.S. is likely to claim hottest place on Earth as heat tightens grip on more than 100 million citizens. Also from CNN, last week, it's so hot in the West that it's reaching 100 degrees by 8 a.m. in the morning. As I stated in Northern California, the last day of May, it was 90 degrees at 10 o'clock at night, not cooling off at night. That's indicative of heat not being able to rise into the atmosphere. There are numerous causes for this. The building up of greenhouse gases is one. The aerosols dispersed by climate engineering operations that deflect heat during the day and trap it at night is two. But three, high-pressure heat dome that causes sinking air. It can't escape back into the atmosphere and holds the heat in even at night. Keep that in mind. And please... Take the time to investigate what an ionosphere heater is, what it does, so that you can correctly connect the dots. Next headline, same theme. A, quote, heat dome and drought are threatening to ignite the U.S. West from many major sources. From that report, wildfires erupted this past weekend across 10 states, including California, Colorado, Arizona, and Oregon, as record high temperatures continue to bake many areas in the West and Southwest United States. By Monday, 7 million people were under fire danger warnings as the record-shattering temperatures stretched from Palm Springs to Tucson to Denver and then migrate north into Oregon and Washington. The scorching temperatures are the result of a, quote, heat dome, the report states, a persistent ridge of high pressure that traps hot air while also blocking the formation of rain clouds. The report states... It's not only unusual for June, but it's pretty extreme even in absolute terms. This is from Daniel Swain, a climate scientist at the UCLA Institute of the Environment and Sustainability. He told this to NPR, National Public Radio, whom we know is just a mouthpiece for those in power at this point. An ominous forecast for the coming week suggests obscene temperatures, that's what the report states, and thunderstorms deepening the threat of fire. For those with the courage to fully investigate the climate engineering connection to unprecedented drought 
and unprecedented wildfires. Please take the time to review the entire sections of engineering droughts and engineering wildfires on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Learn what none of us wish was so, but we must understand and share with others if we're to have any chance of exposing this insanity and bringing it to an abrupt halt. While there's anything left to save of the planet's remaining life support systems. Another headline from last week. Heat waves 2021. Why air conditioning is a climate change nightmare. That's from the Rolling Stone. Why is that? Because all of the energy and heat those air conditioners produce. It's simply a self-feeding cycle. As it heats up in urban areas and the power grid cranks up and the air conditioners turn on and all the heat that radiates from those condensers outside generating even more heat, requiring even more air conditioning, it's a self-feeding cycle. And it's an example, an illustration of the human race as a whole grinding up nature to sustain itself until there's nothing left. Another headline from last week. With its power grid on the verge of failure, California begs residents to change their electric vehicle charging routines. The California Energy Commission knows climate engineering is occurring. I spoke to their entire board, as I've stated on this broadcast, over a decade ago, presented geoengineering data to their top scientists. They were holding this meeting because the state was losing much of its precipitation, which reduced its hydropower production. Geoengineering, for the record, is also reducing solar production and wind power production radically. All three forms of alternative energy. I won't use the word renewable energy because it's not truly renewable. Search and view the film Planet of the Humans, documentary film, if you want to understand the fallacy of, quote, renewable energy. But it is an alternate form of energy which climate engineering is drastically reducing all three forms another headline from last week texas power companies remotely raise temperatures amid energy shortage welcome to the quote smart grid another headline last week prices that we've never seen before rising food costs hitting restaurants hard that's from cvs news and that is just the beginning the very very beginning Another headline last week, same theme. There's no water, says California farm manager, who's forced to leave fields fallow, not planting them. Many fields are being actually plowed under. Another headline, farmers blame the feds. The government stole our water, quote. That's true, but climate engineering is the core cause of that, not so-called water mismanagement. There's no water to mismanage. And I hope that the farmers begin to turn their focus on the core causal issue at hand here, and that is climate engineering completely disrupting the hydrological cycle and creating massive heat domes, which literally fry everything on the ground. You must have more rain overall on a warming planet, and the planet's in a state of total meltdown. The atmosphere holds 7% more moisture for every degree C of warming. It must rain more overall, and it's not. And the factor that we're not being told about is climate engineering, which is disrupting evaporation over the oceans, which then reduces precipitation over land and causes the land to dry out then much, much quicker. Another headline, toxic corporations are destroying the planet's soil. No secret, mentioned some of those chemicals earlier. That's the loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute policy of the human race until there's nothing left of the planet's life support systems. Another headline, last week, inflation. The housing market is on fire. The Fed keeps adding gasoline. That's pacifying populations until the brutal bitter end, pumping up their house prices for those that can afford to stay in their homes so they can use their homes as an ATM to keep consuming, to keep pretending everything's going to work out fine. A delusion which will be blown to bits, obliterated in the very near future. Next headline, America's largest landlord just got bigger. 
Blackstone buys 17,000 houses for $6 billion. They can print whatever they want for whatever they want. When they pump up the house prices and then crash that market and then force everybody out of those homes, then they can buy them up with money they print from thin air. That's literally how it works. Those are the disaster capitalists, but that will do them no good on a dead planet. Again, compare such disaster capitalists to, as I've stated many times, pirates on the deck of a sinking ship filling their pockets with loot as the ship goes down. They will go down with it. On the subject of Ponzi schemes, specifically stocks, this headline from CNN last week, the U.S. economy is never going back to, quote, normal. Understand that even a headline like this that indicates it could be tough in the future, but somehow things will keep going, is completely delusional. Once the links in the chain of our current reality begin to break, and there's not enough to go around, Chaos and carnage will go exponential in the blink of an eye. The Mad Max reality will have arrived, and none of that's taking into account the 440 nuclear power plants that will then shortly after go into total meltdown. Keep all of that in mind. The human race has painted itself into an unbelievably dark corner. Another headline, no tuna DNA found in Subway tuna sandwiches. That's a report from the New York Daily News. That's interesting. Wonder exactly what is in those sandwiches if it's not tuna in the tuna sandwich. Has everyone seen Soylent Green? Perhaps a film to put on your agenda. Another headline from last week. Biologists raise alarm. Brain damage caused by even small amounts of plasticizers. With that in mind, consider that polymer nanoparticles are raining down through our breathable air column. This is everywhere, including the tops of the highest mountains. There's no place to hide. And now let's add aluminum nanoparticles, barium, and more, all of which are primary elements named in climate engineering patents. Look up. Ask yourself what they're spraying and what you're inhaling with every breath you take. As societies continue to unravel around the globe, will the controllers trigger global conflict to cover their crimes? until the last possible moment. From Israel News, this. Prepare for Iran nuclear facility strikes, says Israeli official after election of, quote, butcher of Tehran, the finger pointing at Iran over and over for years and decades. And yet, who is the real terrorist in this equation? As I've cited so many times, in over 200 years, Iran has invaded exactly no one. I'm not condoning their elected officials, or their policies, but I'm simply citing a fact. Iran has invaded exactly no one, while, for example, the United States, in a hundred years, has invaded, destabilized, and or occupied nearly a hundred countries. And we know that the U.S. and Israel are joined at the hip, so to speak. We know that much of the U.S. resources and military Hardware is given to Israel. Connect the dots. That's all I'm asking. Research for yourself. Get past biases, preconceptions, and programming, and look through a clear lens. We, all of us, have been lied to on a scale that can't be truly comprehended. The ship is going down, and we're all on it. If we don't collectively focus all of our efforts and energies on plugging the biggest holes in the bottom of the boat, very soon, nothing else will matter. Is there still a chance to save some? That answer can only be discovered by applying ourselves wholly and completely to the battle at hand. 
Many more frontline breaking reports in a moment. Reports that cover the converging catastrophes that are closing in on us all by the day. First, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and by doing so, helping to turn the tide of insanity. Thank you for making your voices heard in this most critical effort to sound the alarm. It's our collective actions that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigginton. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 307, June 26th, 2021. This is the bad news broadcast, but it's critical information that covers the issues we must face if we're to have any chance of changing course. This non-political, commercial-free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This news hour is broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Washington State, on the East Coast, in Alabama, Chicago, San Antonio, Texas, Tampa, Florida, San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, and now Portland, Oregon, Denver, Colorado, and Cincinnati, Ohio. Again, my deepest thanks to those who have helped with this effort to sound the alarm at this late hour. Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest geoengineeringwatch.org awareness raising materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. The recently completed geoengineeringwatch.org documentary on climate engineering titled The Dimming conclusively proves climate engineering operations are ongoing. This groundbreaking documentary is now posted on the top center of the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. Please help us to overcome social media censorship and to expose the insanity in our skies by sharing the link to this groundbreaking documentary that fully exposes the ongoing climate engineering onslaught. Sharing the link for the documentary directly through email from our website helps us to overcome the attempt of the controllers to censor the dimming documentary and geoengineeringwatch.org data. Moving on, where do we go from here? Again, it's imperative to remember and consider the collapse is not just coming. It's unfolding now. And those who don't yet see it have, in too many cases, chosen to follow fear, fueled by blindness and denial, over courage and clarity. Please investigate while there is still time to do so. Many may envision collapse to be some sort of economic reset that will someday be put back on track by their chosen elected official. What we actually face is an apocalyptic implosion of nearly every aspect of the reality we have formerly known, including the environment and Earth's life support systems on which all of our lives completely depend. Breaking headlines of looming environmental collapse in a moment. But first, this consideration. One last report on the ever-changing CV-19 scenario, which for the record is completely connected to the Earth's collapsing life support systems and the controller response to what is unfolding. This headline from last week, Biden pleads with public to get vaccinated because of the, quote, potentially deadlier Delta variant. How increasingly transparent is the constant raising and extending of the CV-19 goalposts? All part of the script. The report continues. He, Biden, cited the danger posed by the new Delta variant, saying it remains a serious and deadly threat. Biden claimed that the new variant leaves unvaccinated people especially the young, quote, even more vulnerable than they were a month ago, end quote. Question, who's the threat to who at this point? The unvaccinated to the vaccinated? Does that even make sense if the vaccines work so incredibly well? Or have the vaxxed now become a threat to the unvaxxed? Investigate and decide for yourself. The report on Biden's CV-19 Delta variants continues. 
stating, echoing advice given by his chief medical officer, partner in crime, Dr. Fauci, Biden said, please, please, if you have one shot, get the second shot as soon as you can, he stated. Probably a lot of hesitation and stumbling in all of his statements. He seems increasingly incoherent. That's not a political point of view. It's simply a fact of observation. He went on, if you haven't gotten vaccinated yet, get vaccinated now, Biden stated. Don't put it off. It's free. It's easy. It's convenient, Biden stated. Biden added that the, quote, science and the data are clear, end quote, that vaccinations are the most effective form of protection against the variant. Says who, Mr. Biden? You and Anthony Fauci? The report continues, Biden encouraged Americans who have lingering questions about the vaccine to consult friends, family members, and their doctors. Well, Mr. Biden, I've consulted with my stepfather and my father-in-law, both of who ended up in emergency rooms in critical care hours after their first vaccination, about a week in the hospital each, and neither one fully recovered yet. Perhaps that's not good advice, Mr. Biden, for me to ask my family members. Biden further noted that the various steps in the administra- that the administration has taken to make getting the vaccine as convenient as possible, such as partnering with Uber and Lyft, that's L-Y-F-T, to offer free rides to vacation sites through July 4th. Everybody working together. How cozy, isn't it? Biden then said, quote, we're heading into, God willing, the summer of joy, the summer of freedom, end quote. Forgive me, I find it difficult to even repeat this sort of propagandistic idiocy. Biden went on to say, on July 4th, we're going to celebrate our independence from the virus as we celebrate our independence, the independence of our nation. We want everyone to be able to do that, end quote. How transparent can all this be? The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, Director Rochelle Walensky said that the Delta variant would likely become the dominant strain in the U.S. over the next two or three months. The variant is the most contagious yet and more likely to cause severe illness in those who have not been vaccinated. How would she know that? Maybe the same way Anthony Fauci knew in 2017 that a pandemic was coming. You can watch him on film and on the record stating this, that there would be a pandemic during the Trump presidency. How do they know? How do they all know? How do you think they know? Does that question even need to be answered? Biden then stated, as I promised you from the beginning, I always give it to you straight, he said, the good, the bad, and the truth. And the truth is that the deaths and hospitalizations are drastically down in places where people are getting vaccinated. Again, again, Joe, not true in the case of my father and stepfather, the only two people in my family circle that had it, both went down. Neither case reported as a vaccine reaction, just went under the radar completely. How many cases are going under the radar? Biden continued, but unfortunately, cases and hospitalizations are not going down in many places in the lower vaccination rate states. They're actually going up in some places, Biden stated. He finished with this, please, please, if you have one shot, get the second shot as soon as you can. And he said this as well, if you haven't gotten the vaccine yet, get vaccinated now. Don't put it off. It's free. It's easy. It's convenient. That's Biden. Again, the states that have the largest, quote, vaccine hesitancy, going to get a big cool down soon and a lot of moisture. Perhaps that might fuel the fire a bit for the power structure. While the West gets fried and dried, how desperate the controllers are to make sure everyone gets that injection. Million dollar lotteries, free beer, free joints, free Xboxes for the kids. All you have to do is roll up your sleeve and take the jab. 
Again, this question, do you think the motive of the global controllers is to preserve public health and welfare and proliferation until Earth's last remaining resources are consumed? Or are there other, far more nefarious motives? You decide. Big Pharma would never deceive us, would they? Does that question even deserve an answer? Let's move on to the wider horizon, because that is, in fact, the bottom line that's fueling everything else. Atmospheric oxygen content is dropping precipitously. Earth's collapsing life support systems are the core cause of that equation. The loss of forests and plankton are central to the equation. What aren't we being told? Climate engineering operations evolve, again, much more than the obvious atmospheric particulate dispersions. As I mentioned earlier in this broadcast, HARP, the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, Again, it's an ionosphere heater facility that can and is beaming extremely powerful and directional microwave transmissions into the ionosphere. Extreme atmospheric heating is created due to an electrical chain reaction that occurs. This in turn creates an atmospheric high pressure zone which can and does steer upper level wind currents, which then steers moisture, i.e. the weather. On the ground, the ionosphere heater-created pressure zone is labeled as a heat dome, descending and heating air being forced downward by the processes outlined. With all this in mind, consider that there is currently a temporary flight restriction notice on the FAA's website that calls for all flights to stay out of the airspace around the HARP facility located in Glucona, Alaska, due to, quote, scientific research for electromagnetic radiation. And remember, HARP is only one of numerous ionosphere heater facilities all over the world. Again, let's take a moment to remember the words of U.S. President Lyndon Johnson, what he stated all the way back in 1962 after he stated the U.S. had the power to control the world's cloud covered. Then he stated, he who controls the weather controls the world. And if you think those that are at the top of the power structure pyramid have any regard for U.S. military personnel or U.S. citizens, think again. History reveals countless examples of U.S. citizens and U.S. military members being ruthlessly abused, experimented on, used as cannon fodder. Consider the headline already covered in this broadcast, that 30,000 U.S. military members, both active duty and veterans, have committed suicide since the 9-11 event occurred. 30,000. How many official sources want to cover that? There are so many power structure crimes to cover that I can't begin to even scratch the surface in this one-hour commercial-free broadcast, but I need to bounce back to biosphere collapse because that, indeed, is the tidal wave that is looming over our collective heads. That is the bottom-line factor that will soon make all other points, all other challenges, all other causes moot. This headline from last week, what is the largest scientific panel ever created on any subject have to say about our common predicament? Here's the headline. The IPCC, that's the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, steps up warning on climate tipping points in leaked draft report. Again, this is from last week. It states, scientists are increasingly concerned about the thresholds beyond which recovery may become impossible. The report states, the impacts are likely to be much closer than most people realize. Where have I heard that before? For the entire length of the geoengineeringwatch.org existence, for the entire length of our mission so far. We've stated over and over. 
the collapsing life support systems of the planet are far more advanced than anything we're being officially told. And now that's beginning to be acknowledged, not because they want to tell us the truth, because academia is owned lock, stock, and barrel by the controllers who print the money, who control the universities, who control what the so-called experts are allowed to say is truth or not truth. But now it's almost impossible to hide. And we said this moment would come. And before the CV-19 scenario even happened, geoengineeringwatch.org stated that when biosphere collapse becomes impossible to hide any longer, the desperation of the controllers would go exponential and they would play big cards. Again, the three cards we cited, global conflict, false flag events, or pathogen release. You decide where those puzzle pieces fit together. This report presses on to state this. Quote, scientists have identified potential regional and global thresholds or tipping points in the climate beyond which impacts become unstoppable or irreversible or accelerate. They could create huge social economic responses such as population displacements and conflict. Again, plug this all back into what I've stated repeatedly in this broadcast. Do you think those in power, those in control, those who print the money, those who control militaries, just they control countries, do you think that they are truly concerned about safeguarding the public's health and welfare and thus ability to proliferate so that they can consume the last remaining resources of the planet. Is that a rational conclusion to come to? And in regard to this largest scientific panel on any subject ever created, in regard to their stating that it could create difficulties for society, what a ridiculous statement that is. It is a mathematical certainty that we are about to hit the wall at full velocity. It's not coming. It's here. Statistically speaking, based on the current loss of wildlife, we've lost 70% of Earth's wildlife populations in the last 40 years at the current rate of loss, which is accelerating, which is, by the way, 15,000 times the background rate. That's a million and a half percent of normal. At the current rate of loss, we face zero hour for functional wildlife populations left on planet Earth. In 2026, we have already lost... 80 to 90% of Earth's insects, aquatic and terrestrial. No insects, no people. No wildlife, no people. Same story is true with trees, with plankton, all of it across the board. Each component of which by itself is an extinction level scenario and all of it is happening at once and we have this so-called largest scientific panel in human history saying it could, may, might cause a problem if it continues indefinitely. We live in a total global asylum. And academia has betrayed the human race and the entire web of life. And I can only hope and pray that the circles of academicians band together, communicate, and stand up together so that they can't be picked off. Stand up together while there's still time. Tell the truth to the populations while there's still time. And for our military brothers and sisters, remember your oath to safeguard your citizens from all threats, foreign and domestic. Consider the message I gave, the quote I gave from so long ago from one of the wisest of the wise that there are none so dangerous to society as those tyrants who walk amongst us and who pretend to be us. Government officials, agency officials, all minions of those who print the money, all tentacles of that cancer. And much further down the ladder, there are the legions of individuals in countless fields of professions and studies who are doing whatever they're told because it provides a paycheck and a pension and they don't want to disrupt their personal paradigm even if the ship is going down that too must change or we have no chance back to our skies whether intervention operations are the crown jewel weapon of the military industrial complex 
a weapon by which they can bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they were under assault. Sub-Saharan Africa, for how many decades? Countries droughted out. The governments of those countries brought to their knees. U.S. occupation then allowed. About 800 U.S. military bases all over the world. Connect the dots. The Middle East examples, which I already gave, the countries named after 9-11, that were target countries of the U.S. military. Every single one of those countries subsequently underwent a once-in-1,000-year drought that destabilized those nations, made them much easier to occupy, to take their resources. That's not nature creating such consistent droughts. Again, you can't have less rain overall on a warming planet. The laws of physics make that clear. 7% more moisture is held in the atmosphere for every degree C of warming. It must rain more overall. And I realize there are deluges falling in places. Climate engineering completely disrupts the hydrological cycle, creating epic drought and deluge. But overall, there is much more drying out going on. And that can't occur unless there's a factor we're not being told about. And that factor is the climate intervention operations. On that note... About food supplies. Again, tie all this together. This headline from last week, Madagascar food crisis driven by climate change as millions risk famine. Of course, no mention of climate engineering operations in this report or anything like it. No environmental group will talk about this issue because they don't want to lose their 501c3 nonprofit status. They're the pinnacle of hypocrisy. I have no love for any of these groups, nor should they be given a penny unless or until they admit to and begin to help us fight the climate engineering insanity. For the record, as I've stated so many times, there can be no legitimate discussion of climate anything without first and foremost addressing the global climate engineering onslaught. No matter what a person's perspective is on the state of the climate, there is no legitimate discussion about that issue without addressing global climate engineering operations first. On that subject, the scheduled weather keeps getting worse. Radical day-to-day fluctuations in the NOAA long-term forecast. NOAA is the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the nation's weathermen, by the way, which have an illegal federal gag order on them. And their so-called weather reports, i.e. the scripts, are given to them by private defense contractors, geoengineering contractors, Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. But their long-term forecasts make it glaringly clear that the unfolding planetary meltdown is now a runaway scenario. Weathermakers consistently raise temperatures on scheduled weather forecasts. For example, the heat waves that are annihilating the western U.S. right now were not scheduled only a few weeks back, and then the first one appeared, and then the second one appeared, which is still coming. This is the scheduled weather. High-pressure heat domes rotating the moisture around the western U.S., back down into the southern U.S., where that moisture is utilized by the climate engineers, picks up more moisture from the record warm Gulf of Mexico, creating this extraordinarily unnatural, anomalous dividing line from the western U.S. to the eastern U.S. Western U.S. is fried. Eastern U.S. is kept cool. I've covered this again and again with very detailed reports. Search the engineering winter section at geoengineeringwatch.org. Next headline from last week. California's historic drought is causing drinking water to taste like dirt. Just add lemon, officials say. How ridiculous is that? The report states something is off about Sacramento's water. It smells and tastes a little earthy, residents are saying. An effect of compounding climate change crises is extreme heat, little to no precipitation, and historic drought that has gripped the region for the better part of a decade. It's longer than a decade. Worst drought statistically in at least 1,200 years based on paleo data. 
The report goes on to state, up and down the state of California, river streams and reservoirs are drying up. In Sacramento, that has led to an increase in organic compounds that give soil its characteristic smell. It might not taste great, city officials say, but it's still safe to drink. It trusts the experts, the ones that are paid for by the power structure, bought, sold, and paid for, to deny whatever they're told to deny, and to pacify the public in any way they can, in whatever way they have to, until the last possible moment, and that moment draws near. And again, for those who think it's only those in power who are to blame, that is not true. Because, again, they couldn't do what they do without the majority of populations actively or passively supporting that. And these kinds of agency officials are just those kinds of people that do or say whatever they're told to do or say, the so-called experts, pacify populations. That's what they're paid to do by the power structure. From San Francisco media sources, this shocking scene as major tree die-off hits East Bay parks. From that report, the East Bay hills are filling up with dead and dying trees. For the record, trees are dying all over the world. Two-thirds of Earth's trees that existed before the dawn of civilization are now already gone. The rest are dying. No trees, no people. Simple equation. Let's move on to a new peer-reviewed science study titled Satellite and Ocean Data Reveal Marked Increase in Earth's Heating Rate. Report states, Earth is trapping an unprecedented amount of heat. That's from NASA. Scientists from NASA and NOAA say Earth's energy imbalance roughly doubled from 2005 to 2019 in, quote, an alarming way. It's a runaway event right now. And consider and remember, although the daytime highs are shocking, nighttime Low temperatures are rising twice as fast as daytime highs. It is not cooling off at night in so many locations unless cloud moisture is being seeded with chemical ice nucleating elements, chemical ice nucleating for weather modification. That's a patented process. We have the patents at geoengineeringwatch.org. But unless that's occurring in so many locations, nighttime temperatures are not cooling off. And that is a massive part of the problem that's not being acknowledged. Another headline, dangerous heat wave looming for Pacific Northwest. Please remember the coverage of the Ionis for Heaters provided earlier in this broadcast. The report on dangerous Pacific Northwest heat continues. A compensating pattern will result in an intensifying northward bulge in the jet stream. Remember I stated how the uh, Ionis for Heater domes of high pressure could steer the upper level wind currents from Friday through Sunday in the northwestern U.S. and part of the southwest of Canada, AccuWeather meteorologists stated. When the jet stream behaves in this way, the air at mid and upper levels of the atmosphere becomes very warm. For the record, highs are forecast to be blown away, the report states. How far back? As weather warfare go, search geoengineeringwatch.org Popular Science Magazine from 1958. Popular Science Magazine warned of weather warfare. Then, Collier's Magazine, even earlier, Collier's Magazine did the same. Search geoengineeringwatch.org Collier's Magazine. You can view the actual magazine articles for yourself from detailed images. Geoengineeringwatch.org possesses multiple copies of both original publications from the 50s. Weather warfare is, again, the crown jewel weapon of the controllers. By cutting off the flow of precipitation from target populations, they can bring said populations to their knees and blame it on nature. Citizens in target countries, including our own, never realize or at least admit to the fact that they are under assault from the skies. Here's another headline from last week and yet more evidence of ionosphere heater-induced high-pressure domes. Here's the headline. Ground temperature hits 118 degrees in the Arctic Circle. 118 degree ground surface temperature in the Arctic Circle, and if that doesn't alarm you, it should. The report then states this, such extreme temperatures rapidly thaw permafrost, 
i.e. frozen soil. As permafrost thaws, it releases methane into the atmosphere. Why is that such an incredibly grave problem? Because methane over a 10-year time horizon is up to 120 times more potent a greenhouse gas than CO2. There's enough methane in the Arctic alone to turn this planet into Venus, and the climate engineering operations and the attempt to mask what's happening from populations is making it far worse, not better. Please take the time to search Siberian methane craters online. The images will absolutely shock you. Methane is literally exploding into the atmosphere, leaving behind craters that look like a nuclear bomb went off. The images have to be seen to be believed. Our future is in the very near-term balance. Another headline from last week. Arctic heat roasts Finland and Russia, melts sea ice. Another headline from last week. This is from the European Space Agency. Arctic coastal sea ice thinning twice as fast as thought. It's even much worse than that. Another headline last week from ArcticToday.com. Iceland's first, quote, danger alert for a wildfire could be a sign of things to come. Could be, could, may, might. Of course it is. Wildfires in Iceland. Another headline from last week. Zombie fire outbreak may be growing in the north. The report's referring to wildfires that never went out all winter long, and now they've reignited. We are truly in uncharted territory. Here's the last headline to consider. One that I covered earlier this year when the report was first released. Top scientists warn of, quote, ghastly future of mass extinction and climate disruption. Here's a sub-headline from the article. Sobering new report says world is failing to grasp the extent of threats posed by biodiversity loss and the climate crisis. And of course, no mention of a climate engineering elephant in the equation. I'm out of time for this on-air broadcast, but here's the bottom line truth that almost none are willing to even hear, let alone acknowledge. None of us will be here much longer, short of a total change of direction for the human race. A total change of direction. I could never recall the amount of individuals that I have seen come and go from the front line of this battle. A fight literally to save life on earth. I could never count the times I've been told, quote, you can't change it, so why try? This is why, because that's why we're here. What greater and more meaningful purpose could there be? Unshakable courage and confidence is spawned and exercised by a deep sense of purpose, an embracing of this purpose. All I wanted was to spend the rest of my days laboring in solitude to restore forest habitat that had been decimated by destructive logging activities in the forest on the east side of Lake Shasta in Northern California, where I live. I did so for a number of years, restoring habitat on a large scale. I couldn't remain there, though. My conscience wouldn't let me. After spending much of my life in nature, in the seas, in the mountains, after years of research, lab testing of the climate engineering contamination falling from our skies, I knew I had a responsibility to do all I could to sound the alarm to the best of my ability no matter what at the start of this journey i could only hear my own voice echoing back at me but along the way due to the combined efforts of countless concerned and committed souls an awakening has begun will it be enough will it be in time i can't answer that i know of no one that can but this i can say with certainty our collective efforts to do what's right because it's right matters in ways that we can't yet fully know or fully understand Who can say what allies we may yet have in this battle that we are as of yet unaware of? But whatever the case, summoning the courage to stand against the fading of the light matters in and of itself. Never forget that, ever. To learn specific details about how you can help to turn the tide of total insanity that we're drowning in by the day, see the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Share credible data from a credible source. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigginton with geoengineeringwatch.org.